Well, friends, good to be with you again for this fourth in the Growing Disciples series of Daily Devotions. We're in the last two books of the Old Testament, Zechariah and Malachi. In their position in the Bible, they do the important work of promising and foreshadowing what is to come in the New Testament. Today, we're looking at Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. But before we get there, let me ask you this question. When you have guests coming, do you clean your house? When I was younger and living at home, my mother would always make me clean my room just for the cleaners. I used to think this was odd. If they're cleaners, why don't they clean my room? Why do I have to do it? But now I'm older, I realize that they weren't the pickup stuff cleaners, they were floor cleaners. But still, my mother, wanted to, my mother wanted to create this look that we didn't live in a mess. And as a parent now, I completely get what she was saying. And so before we have guests, we clean the house too. But my point is this. When someone is coming, we prepare for them, don't we? In this passage, we see that God himself is coming. And the question for the Israelites is, will they be prepared for him? Let's read Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 to 7 now. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in the days gone by, as in former years. So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, those who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Well, from the end of chapter 1 through to chapter 3 here, God makes several serious accusations against Israel. Her way of living is an insult to God. So now here in chapter 3 verse 1, we see what God is going to do about it. Notice that he'll send a messenger who will prepare the way before the coming of the Lord. The Lord then will suddenly appear, the message, the messenger of the covenant, whom Israel desires will come. It's a promise from God, isn't it? That after a messenger will come, so will the Lord himself. Initially, this might seem like good news, that the Lord is coming. But he comes with a word of warning. See in verse 2, Who can endure his day of coming? Who can stand when he appears? Sometimes people say to me, If only God appeared to me, if only God were standing before me, I would believe. I think people forget the holiness of God. They forget that if God came right now, we would all feel the weight of our sin and how holy and sinless he is. We would be ashamed and fearful. It would actually be a dreadful and hard thing. And not just by his presence, but also his actions. 
Notice what God will come and do in verse 3. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold or silver. Purification and refining is not necessarily easy or pleasant. When gold and silver are refined, they're melted down to have all their imperfections removed from them. We see this difficult purification process further on in verse 5. God will put Israel on trial, and he will be the one testifying against those who have not obeyed his word. Remember that the Levites had been treating God shamefully, bringing impure sacrifices, impure sacrifices. This confrontation would be frightening. When God comes and purifies them, it will not be easy. But the outcome in verse 4 is that the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will then become acceptable to God, as in days gone by, as in former years. The former years is a nod back to Israel before the exile, when Israel's relationship with God was good. So God concludes this section by calling the Israelites to return to him, to return to his ways, to return to the relationship that they had. Then they'll be ready for his coming, so that when he comes back, he will not need to refine, but their relationship can be restored before he comes. So this promise of God's coming closes the Old Testament, and it was a promise that became well known among the Jews. And it was these same words that began Mark's gospel a bit over 480 years later. Mark starts off by quoting Malachi's prophecy, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. And then a bit further on in verse 2 of Mark chapter 1 it says, And so John the Baptist appeared. Mark saw John as the messenger who would come before the Lord, the one of whom John the Baptist said, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. John was the messenger who prepared the place for Jesus, God in the flesh. And he did this in fulfillment of Malachi's word 480 years before. And when he came, his word was, the time has come, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe the good news. It is God calling his people back to him. Friends, will you listen? Will you repent and turn away from your sins and turn back to God? Are you ready for this same Jesus to come again?